One. Two. Penny Chris. All right, cool. Well, Chris can do whatever the fuck he wants with that shit. <laughs> that's um, not even an insult. That's just one of my new nicknames for him. If he chooses to see it as an insult, that's his problem. Jacob, Jacob, can I talk to you for a second? You've <laughs> ruined our group chat. Uh, yeah, a little bit. So I noticed that. Uh, I, Jacob and I are part of a group chat with a bunch of other people in film. I think the episode started. This is the intro. And, um, <laughs> Jacob, we're trying to, we're trying to write movies. I think I'm okay to say that, right? That's our goal is to, this group is to foster a bunch of like movie ideas out of it. Yep. And, um, Jacob made a, a joke slash suggestion, uh, about maybe we should write some porns for seed money. <laughs> What has happened is this group, which are made up of film crew people, have just decided to take every movie we have ever worked on and turn it into porn titles. And it's it is uh, it's it, not it even just, never just stops. Hallmark. Yeah. Oh, Zach's got a solid one here. <laughs> uh, we worked on a movie called A Father's Nightmare. Oh and, no! Uh, he he said just keep it the same title as a porn title. <laughs> <laughs> it's already a father's nightmare. Yeah. I like stepdaughter of the wolf i still i still love mine which is it, the movie was called home for my heart and now it is called home for my heart on yeah and yeah they it just keeps going oh oh yeah, my you, god you, zach stop you, you've oh. broken this you have ruined everything all right well for love improvement could probably still be love improvement uh nina changed it to dick improvement. oh that that by the way that confused me because i forgot that Peter, there's a reason why Peter knows some of the titles of our movies, and I was very yeah. confused as to why that was, and I thought, oh my god, does Peter well, you watch... Well, you also tell me which movies you work on. Yeah, I know, but you, yeah. you have a, an external reason while you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, I guess without saying... We can say He's why you would know, right? Yeah. I mean, it's no secret, uh, a couple of these have taken place at uh, workplaces I've been associated with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, so... Or I've had crew at my workplace because yeah. it's no secret I work at a hotel. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say. So yeah, like you've you've had. Oh, spoilers! Spoilers. <laughs> there, there's been times where <laughs> Peter has texted me about like, "Hey, how's this shoot going?" I was like, "I have not talked to you about this. What the fuck? Quit being a freak. Quit <laughs> being a goddamn weirdo." <laughs> uh, anyways. Well, I mean, yeah, that was one of the other ones. I didn't even know you were working on it, but when I I was like, "Hey, are you working on this one?" and you said yes, I'm like, "Oh no." Yeah. And then I wasn't working <laughs> that on that was one. The... Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was something else. Uh, speaking of something else, uh, Jacob. Theme song. Ooh. Three, two, one, zero! If they turn back down to class, they'll find red light, freeze and grow! Two, one, five, four, universal bearing! Carry on, great shoot! Shine a flower! Garbage! That was actually a decent segue. Yeah, look not at that. At Hi, guys. Welcome look, to... Actually, no, look, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not the host. Peter, go. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome to episode 376 of the Carbon Podcast. I'm Peter W. Dawson. He's Jesse Nelson, and he's Jacob. Uh, let's go with Wider Man, Ooh. because I can't see his face, so I can only assume he's been stretched Oh my god! by you, you Stretcho. You don't even know. Invisible puppy who stretches people. I have a question. Yes? If Jacob was... I can't believe I've never thought of this question before. If Jacob was a Mega Man villain, Mm -hmm. who would he be good against and who would be good against him? 
If he is wide man. Uh, <laughs> would I, like, be, I mean, would I be good against? If he's a wide man, he's probably good against. Well, I mean, you'd probably be able to take on Snake Man because snakes can't defeat such a wide man. Okay, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. Uh, but I mean, I imagine something so wide would be vulnerable to something thin. Uh, this is going to sound sexual. I already talked about snakes, though, so screw it. Uh, you'd be vulnerable to penetration, so you'd want something with a concentrated blast, like a needle or maybe a Gemini laser. Okay. Going very Mega Man three with this. Yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Do they have, okay. do they have valleys in Mega Man? Is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you just ask, like, do they have valleys in Mega Man? Oh, like, ain't no valley wide, and I could be, like, the wide thing that covers Holy the valley. <laughs> so, Jesse and I went one place, and Jacob went to the moon, apparently. Yeah, valley uh, yeah. ain't no valley wide. <laughs> no, it ain't no valley low. At no point do they mention the width of the valley in that song. Oh, right. It's yeah, ain't, ain't no mountain. No they no mountain high enough. Uh, ain't no what, valley ain't low. No valley low, low enough. At oh, no river, point do they give river. a shit how wide this is. River, the yeah. river's wide. Shit, sorry. It's the bad. wide river. Oh, so River Fe- River Phoenix Man would be good against. No, Jacob, yeah, right? I. No, I'd be good against River Phoenix Man. <laughs> oh. hey, I'm gonna make a really dark joke. Please, uh, please. It's, it's, so, so your your special ability as Wide Man is to give somebody an OD. Oh, you know, you know what's amazing is I saw Peter's eyes light up when he figured out he could make that <laughs> joke, and then darken immediately as he understood what the joke was. Like your your, I, I'm not... your brain hit the okay. punchline first, and was like, "I can make a joke," and oh, I can make a joke. Okay, I don't have permission to name any names in this, but uh, just last night I was playing a game. I'll, I'll mention, I'll plug the game we were playing. We were playing a game of Lancer, which is a mech mech based tabletop game. Okay, I think it's pretty good. I think it's very good at setting up its own lore and everything. And at one point, we had to draw out an enemy who has, like, a super behemoth F-off mech, right? And it was like, okay, we need to find a way to piss her off. It's like, okay, this is the lady we already pissed off, like, six missions ago. So, and I, in particular, she tried to murder with a piece of train rail. Oh, my God. So, I just went up, opened up a hailing frequency, and I was like, what's the best way to piss this person off? And I'm just (laughs) like, guys, don't hate me for what I'm about to say. And and I just said, "Hey, it's you again." And she's like, "Yeah." So, and he's like, "Oh, it's you." And I'm like, "Yeah." You know, you'd look better if you smiled more. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> oh my God! Why? Peter, no. I know. <laughs> my character said that. Yeah. You're that guy. You're that guy in tabletop games. Like, my character yeah. is gonna do this. <laughs> yeah, and then you just I was like, hell. <laughs> Well, I mean, I was the one. I was the only guy arguing in favor of war crimes. Within reason, but then they've kind of pointed out, you know, the, there was no reasoning with war crimes, and I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. The and moment, the, ha- the moment, reason and war crimes are in the same sentence, <laughs> we're at. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. <laughs> well, no, no, it's it's karmic justice because you see, the enemy have been ignorantly disabling sonic disruptors that stop these horrible bird monsters called Gorbeaks from murdering everyone which has been resulting in a lot of civilian casualties. Right. So my ironic punishment for them was to rain blood from this guy, which is bait for the Gorbeaks, but rain the blood on the enemy units so then they get mauled to death by Gorbeaks. That doesn't seem so... like a war crime. That just seems like a, yeah. like a regular it's crime. It's biological warfare in a very Roundabout broad sense. sense. Oh. I don't yeah. know. I, I guess. Well, yeah. That that almost yeah. reminds me of that, that scene in what... Um, the Kublai Khan TV show. What did they actually call it? With with Wong. 
Uh, the the one that's about Kublai Khan. I I don't know. What? I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know the Netflix show that's about Kublai Khan and stuff. Well, okay. No. Nope. He takes here's over. The, here's the here's the thing, Jacob. If you've said that sentence three times consecutively, and Peter and I are both confused, probably means we don't know it. How do you not know? Yep. Okay, give me one second. Khan TV. Do you, right. do you know okay. the show? Are you trying to pitch a show Marco to Netflix Polo. right now? Marco Polo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Netflix is Marco Polo. Yeah. As well. But there is a cool would, scene well, in it where like. Would that be a show I, about Marco Polo? Well, he's kind of like. But he meets Kublai Khan. Yeah. So, and he's like recounting stories, and he shows something that uh, Genghis Khan did when he was like when he was younger that he remembers him doing, and it was like he lit birds on fire, and the birds all went into the city, like flew into the city, and the city burst into flame because they. Oh yeah. They were all in cages, lit them on fire, and then he did the same thing. In the future, with horses, lit all the horses on fire. The horses ran into the city, lit the entire city on fire, and it was like mm. oh, that's yeah. devastating. Uh, like a Christian saint did something similar. Uh, Olga the saint, uh, she defeated the Drevlians by having them offer birds instead of the usual treaty goods to be like, "Hey, we're not having war." Yeah. And then she had the birds get equipped with apparently brimstone or something, had the birds fly back to their homes. Because, I mean, yeah. they were native to the other town. Exactly. And the birds just dropped, like, sulfur and brimstone over the city, bursting into flames. Yeah. And she's a saint. Like, she was actually canonized. One's a saint. The other's a yeah. conqueror. Monstrous. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying, using birds to bur- make a city yeah. burn is a-, a Catholic accepted war crime. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> So, strategy or war crime? That sounds like a game yeah. show. <laughs> I know, that Jacob's Ladder! Jacob's that Ladder! Should, that will yes. not be part of Jacob's Ladder. We are not going to play strategy <laughs> or war crimes during Extra Life. I refuse to let that happen. Fuck Damn right it. off. <laughs> Come on. You might not. I am going to go for the high score. No, you're not going to know it. I'm just going to, like, suddenly reveal it for one second, and you're going to go, no, 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 and then <laughs> shut it down. Jacob, Jacob, there's a bit that we did last year that I assume we're going to do next year, which is I pretend to be your producer for your game yeah, show, yeah. which means I just have a clipboard. I will fucking huck that at your skull <laughs> if you try to start a round that says strategy or war crimes. I will. That will be my war crime or a strategy that I will throw at your skull. <laughs> and I'll take Whippy Goldberg for the block on that. <laughs> Which, Damn it! Way, I, can't... I just watched. I, I was close. You were so close. Uh, you tried. I know. Peter tried to spit take me. I just watched the stand. Finally, she was very good as Mother Abigail. Anyways, uh, mm. I, I finally watched that too. Um, okay. There's some problems with it from but, the uh, adaptation, but she was good. Anyways, I don't want to go into that. There were some locations but, department problems, but that's just me nitpicking. <laughs> there, well, they had a sign as the vehicles pulling away. Um, like, so you couldn't see the sign, and then since the vehicle pulls away, it says, all businesses are open. And I'm like, that is a department sign from my department that should not <laughs> oh, be there. <laughs> and it is very visible, and I messaged the people that I know that have worked on that TV show, and I was like, what's up with this, guys? And they're like, no, I wasn't working that day. And I was like, mm-hmm. And they're like, <laughs> oh, shit, I was. Oh, okay, I was. We fucked up. And I'm like, there it is. It's in the show now. We fucked up. Yeah. Fucked up. Speaking of clapping and chanting. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
How's that for a segue? I forced it myself. Anyway, uh, so this just this past Sunday, we got AEW's uh, one of their four pay-per-views they do every year, All Out. And gentlemen, I know... Well, I know, Jacob, you basically watch nothing related to wrestling. I Jesse, watch... you basically only watch whatever I link you to. 100%. I watch you guys. <laughs> yep. And I, I always try to link you either really random or really awesome stuff, usually a 50-50, I'd say. Yeah, no, you know what? You're pretty good. You're, you, 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 at least you've, you've figured out what my curated tastes of wrestling is. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna tell everybody who's listening to this podcast, watch the tag team cage match from the show. Now, the entire show, I think, is in general very good. There's a couple of matches you probably don't need to watch because they're not the best. Um, there was a Paul White, uh, formerly known as The Big Show. Uh, he came out as a palate cleanser match between uh, CM Punk's return match and the main event, where he just murdered a guy for about three minutes. Cool. <laughs> three minutes. Was... <laughs> yeah. It's a three-minute warning. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Oh, right, sorry. I was thinking, you were thinking of the uh, I was Randy doing... Savage line from Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bonesaw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonesaw. I was thinking of, three minute, I was thinking of th- the uh, tag team three-minute warning. I don't know if I know them. And their whole thing was, the guy. some guy would say, your three minutes are up, and then three-minute warning would come out and beat somebody up. Uh, wow. What a, gimmick. what a stellar bit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> My favorite part is when they missed their cue. Oh my god! So the, that whole bit relies on the the the, the timing. <laughs> yeah, but no, the tag team match was the Young Bucks, who were a very talented tag team, uh, and they were taking on the Lucha Bros. Okay, yeah. arguably two of the best luchadors in the world in a tag team match inside a steel cage. Oh, yes, and it wasn't one of those cage matches where it's like, okay, guys, you can escape the cage to win. No, no, they had to be pinfall or submission. So what followed was 25 minutes or so of them just beating the piss out of each other. All right, all right. And it's it's some of the most impressive athletic shit you ever will see. It's probably going to be ranked as one of the tag team matches of the year, if not matches of the year. Uh, not too many people have officially given the uh, matches star ratings yet, but I'm sure a bunch are going to be gushing about that one for a while. And also CM Punk came back after seven years and did considerably better than he did in UFC. I would I would hope. Yeah, one would hope. But uh, it, that, no, that is yeah. one thing I miss about watching wrestling, as it's like at, at you know, watching the uh, pay per views and all that stuff. And as it happens, is like those matches that as you're watching, you're like, oh, this will this will be on a highlight reel forever. Like this this will definitely yep. make every highlight reel or like like those moments you're like I'm watching. Not to be like super dramatic, but like wrestling history, you know, or like like this will be a a, a match that is touched on. For times to come. Whereas, like, now I, I watch, like, the highlight reels and it's like, oh, I'm watching someone be like, oh, this was a great moment. But it's like, yeah, but I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you're watching yeah, pay-per-view, but... you're not there. But there's still that sense of, like, being part of the moment, right? Yeah. It's one of those things. Uh, I'm just trying to remember the exact word of the matches. Because it opened with the TNT title match. And that was pretty good. It was a man who has no f- care for pain versus Miro, the man who will break you in half. And also brag about his double jointed wife. You know what, Peter? Of course he would. When COVID calms the fuck down, mm-hmm. we should watch wrestling together. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, one of my one of my goals for next year is to actually go to a live wrestling event, and I will invite people. Fuck yeah! It it may be an expensive weekend in like Vegas or something, which is one of the reasons why I will probably need to wait a while. Yes. Because my roommate also wants to go to a live event, 
at some points, and I was I've been trying to get him to come to one. I, but I'd have to find one I could actually travel to. Yeah, that's that's the small but important hang-up. Yeah, and so for spoilers for those who care, for <laughs> for some reason if people care, uh, no, Chris Jericho did not have to retire. Because <laughs> uh, that was one of the stipulations, is if he lost his match, yeah. he would have to retire from active wrestling. God, that, I, always, uh, I always hate that stipulation because <laughs> it's always so bullshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a guy he lost against three times. No, but I mean, like, like the moment that stipulation comes up of like, you're out if if I beat you, it's like, okay, that will not be backed up in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> no, will... I mean, Rick Flair. Rick Flair said he would retire forever twenty times before he kind of did it. Even yeah. And he's still not. He's still not fully retired. It's nonsense. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it's all. It's all horseshit. I'm pretty sure Hacksaw Jim Duggan's going to retire when he dies. Yeah. Oh, that guy's still going, and I, he's like sixty. But, um, yeah, that happened. Uh, Punk won his return match. He had a pretty good match with uh, young Darby Allen there, who is basically Sting's adopted uh, son? Grandson? I don't know. Literally, Sting showed up in AEW and was like, you, kid with a skateboard who (laughs) kind of looks like me, you're you're now my apprentice, possibly my son. (laughs) We don't know. We don't question it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, that's because that's one of the things they've been doing that's been really smart is they've been teaming up older wrestlers with younger ones and having them like form factions. Oh, okay. Like Chris, mm. like Christian Cage is, uh, or just WWE, formerly known in WWE, just simply as Christian. He's teaming with Jurassic Express right now, which is has Jungle Boy. He's only like twenty four or something like that. Yeah. That kid is amazing. His dad, his dad, his real life dad, Luke Perry, RIP. Would mm. be super proud to see what his son's capable of. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the big the big news out of the end of the show here because I know I've been rambling for a while is I wanted to mention, uh, freaking uh, Daniel Bryan showed up. What? Yep. Daniel, like that's a, uh, okay. Like they, yeah, yeah, go, go on. Sorry, go on. I, I was gonna say that because like they had four people make their debut. They had Minoru Suzuki, uh, the murder grandpa from New Japan Pro Wrestling, who was the inspiration for Armor King from Tekken. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah, like this guy was a, is a legit like cage fighter who's also a pro wrestler. He's in his fifties, and it's like you do want to mess with this guy. He'll do crazy oh. things with his hair, and then punch you in the face a lot right. and stick <laughs> on his tongue. You know, he's a madman. He's he's very entertaining to watch, even if you have no idea what his shtick is. Yeah, uh, he showed up to so he's going to fight Moxley on Wednesday. That should be fun in Moxley's hometown of Cincinnati. It's Almost like his homecoming gift to himself. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get murdered by this madman. <laughs> Welcome everyone. Come uh, see. You. Yeah, watch me bleed. Uh, so that that happened, and then later on, Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot. I guarantee almost nobody listening is gonna know who the hell that is, unless they're actually wrestling fans, because she was basically massive squandered potential in WWE. Let me put Wait, it that hold way. on, hold on. Her new name is Ruby Soho. Yes. As in, like, like, like. Ruby, 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 Soho, like that, that's the whole... Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, and yeah, she's basically a punk from the 70s or 80s. Fair enough. Yep, yep, she is your punkish, vaguely gothish girl crush. It's fine. Mm. And she's also quite good in the ring, so that's good. Nice. Uh, But yeah, after the main event, they had a whole thing where Kenny, Kenny Omega is like, yeah, I'm the best in the world. No one can beat me. The only people who might have a chance are not either not here... They're already retired, or they're dead. And then at that point, music drops, and it's like, oh, it's going to be Daniel Bryan. No, it's freaking Adam Cole, who just recently left NXT in WWE. Like, his contract expired 
three weeks ago. Oh shit! So this was this Whoa. was like yeah. like like this was like and we're done and go. Yeah, yeah, no. So he shows up and he's like, his. Well, I mean, his girlfriend is uh, Britt Baker, the AEW Women's Champion. Oh, okay. So it kind of made sense. Plus, he's also friends with all the guys hanging around with Kenny Omega, which leads to the twist where he's like, "I'm gonna fight you." No, I'm not. You guys are my best friends. Why well, would I fight you? And I'm sure this is the thing where it's like, if they're in the same sort of social circles, then it's like, "Hey, my contract ends here. We can off the books have a conversation about what's about to happen, and yeah. then pull the trigger on it once I'm I'm a free agent." Yeah. And so I was like, oh, no, Adam Cole's going to join them. It's like, oh, man, that ca- that's kind of a bummer to end it on, but it's cool to see Adam Cole. Music suddenly, frickin' Flight of the Valkyries plays. Daniel Bryan comes out as Brian Danielson, his legal name. Yes. 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 <laughs> he didn't do that. Everyone else did. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, I, and, I would love to be in a crowd of people just yelling yes. Oh, To those who don't know. Yeah. Daniel Bryan has, in my opinion, one of the strangest sticks as a as a wrestler i don't understand where it came from i don't understand why people latched onto it peter will explain in a second but what this man does yep. <laughs> uh is he basically just yells yes over and over again he shoves his both hands in the air as he does it he is pumped he is affirmative yes <laughs> and i don't understand yes where man. this came from he is the ultimate oh, yeah. yes man yeah. and the crowd fucking was- loves it well, it's very addictive to do it with him. So what happened was he initially started doing it as a heel uh, during his first World Heavyweight Championship reign, where the whole thing was he was clearly out... Because like, he was beating people like Mark Henry, The Big Show, you know, people yeah. who outweighed him like two or three to one, because he's like 5'10", not overly physically big. <clears throat> and these are like seven-foot-tall monsters. Yeah, and he, after he became world he heavyweight is, champion, he is one of the more like human-looking wrestlers. If I'm going to phrase it that way, yes. where it's like he's 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 fairly everyman-ish. He's, he he's he fit, looks like a guy but... who would, who would make homebrew. Hundred percent. Wears a lot yeah. of plaid too. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he 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 uh, used to be vegan for quite a while. He yeah. stopped that a uh, little bit. Like it was partially out of necessity because he had an, a compromised immune system. Oh shit! Didn't know that. Okay. So he wasn't just doing it to be hip. But, you know, he still tries to live that lifestyle when he can. Not always practical when you're on the road. Yeah. That was unfortunate. But anyway, um, yeah, so the whole thing is he started doing the yes chant as almost kind of an ironic thing, where he's like, he knows how awesome he is, <laughs> and he's convinced of his own greatness, even though he won the title under, let's say, less than honorable circumstances and has constantly defended it under less. So he would constantly go, yes, yes which I'm told was originally cribbed from somebody else who was doing it as a tribute to the Street Fighter movie. Mm. Where oh did. my god. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Like, the hand pump was, you know, yeah, something yeah. else developed because they needed a gesture to go with it, but, like, that was the initial inspiration, apparently. So he did that as a heel, and then he famously lost his world title match that WrestleMania in, like, 18 seconds. And what was kind of a screwy thing, especially because everyone was hyped to see him wrestle at WrestleMania after he hadn't gotten to wrestle at WrestleMania the year before. Right. So, and, and everyone's like, so we didn't get to see one of the best wrestlers in the company wrestle? So everyone just started booing the rest of the night? <laughs> so it became like the most over-chant in wrestling after that? Wow. <laughs> Which led to the awkward attempts to co-opt it by the company, including what they called it the Yes Movement. Oh, God. Yeah. Which is very much, yep. There it is. I'm sure also, I'm... at one point, he wrestled a bear, so he would pin a guy in a bear suit and then shout, "He's two and zero against bears," and run off doing that. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just factual, Peter. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? He is 2-0 yeah. v. Bear, okay? How many bears you wrestled? Yes. Uh, let me think here. The guys of video games? The guys of flashbacks don't count. Mm. Okay. No. I can't, uh, I can't in good confidence say more than two, then. Mm, damn. Da- well, hold on. That puts you also at the same level as Daniel Bryan, though. So, like, I haven't... I said I wrestled bears. I didn't say I'm two and zero oh against bears. That's oh. true. Are, are you? Are you? Are you? Are you one and one? Like one bear really got the better of you. The other one, you made a yeah, little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. One of those encounters was very grisly. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. You were the one who focused on the bears. I just brought it up. What do you mean? Well, don't put that evil on me. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of evil, uh, let's talk about uh, Shang Chi. Maybe yeah. Yeah. What? What's evil about that? No. Well, the the, the ten rings. Yeah, yeah the ten rings yeah. and the man the attached to them, whose name I don't remember. Because uh, he gets called him like Zen Zhenju or something. He's, like that. Yeah, he's not the Mandarin. That's the whole point. No, he's, he's he has yeah. many names, even in the film. Yeah, I guess. I guess speaking yeah. of evil is the the surprise evil that we did. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not whoa, whoa. gonna get do into we, that. Do but, we want to? Yeah. Do we? Okay, how do we want to do this? Because I think it's it's decently. Recent spoilers, but at the same time, it's only like a week old. Yeah, but because this, by the way, we're recording Tuesday and this is coming up Friday, so like this is probably one of our most like like if anything happens this week and we don't talk about it, sorry, but um, okay, let's let's be vague. There was a a surprising final boss per se in this (laughs) in this movie that I did not see coming. Yeah. It's not someone you would expect to see coming in this guy's movie because it's not really traditionally one of his villains. Yeah. Which I think was kind of the point because it was going to – it's ultimately kind of setting something else up for the yeah. future potentially. Oh, for, for sure, of course. And I loved it, by the way. But I'm just saying, like, okay, Chris, uh, censor this out. I just didn't expect to see <laughs> attack at the end. <laughs> That's not the worst analogy for what that thing is, you know? Yeah. Um... Uh, obviously, what else it does is, you know – yeah, there's a lot. But I was gonna... Let's not talk about that. Let's just talk about what we thought about the movie as a whole, because that gets into more yeah. spoiler yeah. territory. I fucking loved I... it. Yo, I think it was one of the better ones they've done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... It... Let me think. Considering how many they have probably in the top ten comfortably, I don't know how much higher I would rank, be comfortable saying it fits in right now, because it's, it's, you know, still fresh. I mean, but it, it's still probably one of my top... If you want to give it a number, like, easily top five, just because it... It dodges every issue that a usual origin movie has. Mm. It doesn't tie into the MCU overtly. Like, it, it doesn't rely on, like, hey, look, there's that character. Like, there's one or two cases of that. But it's it's really, like, yeah. it's its own movie. And if you cut those cameos out, the story is completely fine. It's fine. Like, the story yeah. is absolutely, like, it, it's, he's in the trailers. If you cut Wong out... There's only one other character that has an MCU tie-in that I'm not going to talk about, but that is yeah. semi-intrinsic that's a, to the that's plot. That's an amazing thing that you don't want spoiled. Yeah. No, but no, no, That no, character's yeah. great. But beyond that, like, it, it's really its own self-sufficient origin story that doesn't fall in traps. Like, I thought the humor was appropriate. It was serious yep. when it needed to be. The fight scenes are fucking incredibly shot. Like, yeah. you get to see everything that's happening, which is so rare in, in Marvel movies, but just fight scenes in, as a whole right now. It's always, like, the fucking mm. rapid cut. Like, if this movie, if Mortal Kombat was shot like this movie, I would have fucking loved it. That's true. Right? <laughs> yeah, because the freaking, 
Oh man, everything about that movie's oh, fight scenes. It was awful. It was so frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating because there was some stuff I really liked about that movie, and I'm just like, I can't enjoy this though because it's it wasn't the protagonist, of course, but you know, that's yeah. neither here nor there. The protagonist in this movie was pretty solid. Oh, I uh, I, I do not want to pronounce his name. Is it Simu Simu Liu? Yeah. Simu Liu, yeah. Liu. He was awesome. I've not watched Kim's Convenience, which I guess is like his big um previous yeah, work, me either. but um which is like a CBC comedy from what I understand. Yeah. yeah, I have. It was fine. Okay, but he I loved him in this. He was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This seems like a really? like a real coming out party for him of like he's going to get a lot of attention. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what he, you know what he's reminding me of? Uh John Boriega. Yeah. Specifically because him and John Boriega both used to be stock photo models. Thank you for bringing this up. This is my <laughs> favorite thing that's happened. Jacob, you're aware of this, right? I didn't know that. I know he was so. So, so Simu Liu, um, recently, it's come to people's attention that he did a lot of stock photo work, and so now the Marvel subreddit has made all of those stock photos into memes. Oh my god! Um, and it's incredible. And even he's that. he's gotten into it too, where it's like um, me reacting to the box office numbers of Shang Chi, and it's a picture of him looking at a oh. computer, being like, "Oh, like it's he's just he's in a bunch of stock photos, and it's fucking amazing." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, yeah, because John Boriega did the same thing. Yeah, like you see him, it's hilarious. Uh, you see him in a lot of American University photos. Yes. Yep. Oh my god. Where, where it's just like it doesn't need to show the university itself; it just needs to show like students. So you would see a lot of John Boriega doing stuff like that. And I, I'm sure it's the same thing with Simon Liu. Yeah. Oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. He's, right. These <laughs> these universities are probably loving it. They're just like, hey, well. <laughs> And the price of those stock photos, I'm sure, has gone up. <laughs> Probably. Oh, man. Good times. You know, like, uh, the movie in general, I, I liked that while they still told what was a fairly conventional story, they told it very, very well. Yeah. Th- there's not a lot I can fault that movie on. The, the only kind of two things... If I, and I and this is me like looking for an issue, which is like saying a lot. Like I'm I'm actually trying yeah. to find like where would I fault this or where where it could have been improved upon. I think the origin story jumping back and forth was fine. Near the end, it got a little like okay, we know where we're going. Why are we jumping back again? I think a little bit. Yeah. Like, I think like near the end, it's like we know we don't need to. It, the pacing was kind of iffy. Right, go end of the second act into the third act, just with the the flashbacks. Um. And the other, only other thing is, it really had to, and this is not really the movie's fault, this is more the MCU's fault, it had to really work to retcon a thing that yeah. that, that it did a great job of, yeah. but if it never had to retcon that thing, it would have been great. <laughs> like, yeah. They, they I, did understand. A better job I understand what you're saying there. I, thought, yeah. I, think, I think they fixed it the best way they could. Um, I'm still not a super fan of, I can talk about this. So, because this is known, um, they change from the comics that Shang-Chi, um, is the son of the Mandarin. Um, and so they, of course, have to address the fact that in Iron Man 3, they did the Mandarin awful, like, one of the worst writing decisions I've ever thought yeah. seen in my life, um, in my opinion, for whatever the fuck that's worth. Um, and so they, they kind of have to, like fix the favor of that decision and they do a good job and of course the, the actor playing not mandarin i cannot remember the name they give him that's not the mandarin the uh hang on it's some of it right, right? Sh- shen uh 
Yeah, no, it's um, Zhu Wen Wenwu. Zhu Wenwu, okay. Um, like, uh, and I'm forgetting the actor's name. It's Tony something, but he's amazing. Tony Leung. Tony Leung. Awesome. Probably one of the best MCU actors. Red Cliff. Yeah. Red, watch Red Cliff if you've never watched Red Cliff. Watch both versions, the two-hour cut and the four-hour cut. Oh, intriguing. It's um, four hours of John Woo, ancient China, martial arts, war epic. Fuck nice. yeah, I'm down. Actually, yeah. you know, that, that's the one thing that I watched out of this movie. Was like, it, I can't remember the last time I watched a good martial arts film until this. And I would say this is up there like with good. like, And it it, it, it stands on a lot of the shoulders of other movies. But it does it well. Like, like the the. Are they going to spoil this? There is the uh, the bamboo construction fight, and we've seen that a hundred times in 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 martial arts films. Oh, but it does it well. Tony Leung was also in Hard Boiled. There we go. I was trying to remember where I'd seen him from, like specifically, and yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a John Woo regular. Yeah, exactly. So. But, yeah. but Hard Boiled is like the one that that always stands out to me. Yeah, because he's the he's the cop who's undercover, yeah. Alan. Um, and then, and then, um, sorry, Chow Yun Fat yells, yells bullshit at him. At point, it's great. <laughs> Did anyone here play uh, Stranglehold? No. Yeah. John Woo Stranglehold, fucking amazing game from the, like 2006 that like it just completely went by, and like no one I know plays it or played it. Well, because it was a sequel to a 14 year old movie in video game form. Yeah, but it was cool. <laughs> so I know it was, but I mean, it's like it's the same problem. Like even if, even if the 300 sequel hadn't been dog ass. You know, it was like... Well, it's because Daddy Snyder wasn't sing- part of it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I mean, like, I mean, Blade Runner 2049 was pretty good, and still people didn't really go to see it because it was a sequel, like... Yeah, yeah, I know. However many, it's very hard for such projects to work. They do work sometimes. I'm sure there's examples I'm not thinking of right this second. Jumanji? Like I said, I liked Blade Runner. Yeah, that worked pretty well. I mean, but that's not really a sequel, per se. Like, no, like, like it is, but it's, it's, it's a it. reboot more than anything else, yeah. Yeah. The Suicide Squad. <laughs> That's not even that old. Though. I know, I know, I know. Um, I don't know. I've been ranting about Shang-Chi. I, I really thought it's it's a solid film. Like, just, like, yeah. like, like it, as, a, as its own isolated unit, which is so hard to do in these, like, in these universe franchises. Like, it's a mm-hmm. really good, just solid, isolated movie. That's fair. You know, well, I, I think it was very good. Um, Jacob? I think the, also the lack of expectations for it also helped a ton because it it's like we're going into this phase of Marvel where like what's going on we don't know it's all fresh and this is really the because Black Widow is kind of its own thing it's in the past yeah. it doesn't have a whole lot of implications for the future maybe a, a little like the uh, one the the one implication really yeah so the TV shows are really what's been setting up the next phase. And then this is the first movie that does it. We're not really sure what to expect. And it did... Like, that really helped it, I think, too. Which was like walking in, being like, ah, this is probably just going to be okay. And then, boom, it was actually really, really good. So. I, I think the expectation definitely helped, but I, th- I think there was a lot that could have gone wrong with this type of story. Like, yeah. it's, it's this is almost like a... Because especially, like, there is a turning point halfway through where it does become a different film. The first part is, like, a kind of on-the-ground martial arts film. 
right? It's 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 the like a Chinese Jackie Chan film, right? Like like one of those types of of things where it's a bunch of people fighting in very urban known areas, and then about two thirds through, it becomes like a Chinese high fantasy film. Yeah, switches yep. genres. And, and like it does it almost fucking seamlessly. <laughs> like yeah. it does, mm-hmm. it does it like without you realizing that like oh the genre just changed halfway through this film. <laughs> well, it's like it's like uh, in Uncharted, right? Most of the time you're going through fighting exotic locales. Yeah. And then like spoiler for the original Uncharted game, uh, about two thirds of the way through the game, you suddenly find yourself in a Nazi U-boat facility. And you're fighting off what are basically zombies. Yeah. Well, uh, the one that also reminds me of that is uh, obviously like what Uncharted owes a lot to as well is like the Tomb Raider remake. About like four hours into that, the the Tomb Raider reboot, you suddenly start fighting Oni, like Japanese demons. And I'm like, oh, fuck, right. This is a thing that happens in Tomb Raider. But like for the first fight, you're just fighting pirates. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Like suddenly it's like, oh, there's a giant stone oni coming around and decapitating people. I was like, this seems really out of left. Wait a minute, it's Tomb Raider. What the fuck was I talking about? Why am I surprised? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I will say I'm a little disappointed with what happened with Death Dealer, but it isn't in, nearly as infuriating as, as what they did with Taskmaster in uh, Black yes. Widow. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't handle the. I mean, part of it is I'm less invested in. But I think within the yeah. movie, Death Dealer got a decent amount of buildup for what ultimately happens with them. Yeah. Um, here, here's the thing. I know who you're talking to. Never knew his name. That's how bad it was. Like, yeah. Like this yeah. is a character that, like, yeah, you're like you said, really gets set up to be a thing, and then it's like, is Whoop. like, like every time he shows up, like he's competent, and he's 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 a good fighter, yeah. but there's no like good resolution to it. I guess that's one thing to say, like negative towards it. Um, well, it seemed like they were building up a moment because for the setup to pay off, yeah. I think, is even if you're not invested in the character in like a comic sense or in yeah. like, a general sense, that could still be unsatisfying. Was yeah, there, I mean, there I... was an earlier moment where it seemed like, oh, see, like I don't know, I don't know how to say it without spoiling it, but something dramatic happened between the two characters, and it's like, yes, okay, we'll come back to this later because this guy. Almost freaking killed him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean you're 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 totally right on that. I, mean, like, I think one flash of the that... in the head too. Like they're like little flashbacks when he's about to do something. Yeah, that you weren't really expecting them to because this is a Disney movie, and it's like, oh shit, he was he was about to do it. Yeah, and then they they don't really come back to it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that like. Are, are often done like that. I think again, like we're looking for problems in this movie, yeah, yeah which true. is a good, which is a good thing to do. Like, and uh, I don't know. Like, to me, that's one small hiccup. But like, what really outweighs one? I love how there are two post-credit scenes. Like, is now the custom, right? There's a mid-credit yeah. scene and then a post one. Uh, none of them were meaningless, which is yeah. so rare now in the MCU. Both of them it wasn't are a joke. really. Uh, one of them ends with a pretty solid well, fucking joke. That's true. That's true. One of them follows the rule of three threes in comedy, fucking flawlessly. But there's also like a, it, what feels like a four minute scene before that. Like it's like yeah. it's probably one of the longest um, post credit scenes, right? It was yeah. It, it felt yeah. like it. Like it. It's just like it's really. It's just another scene in the movie that they just put credits in between. Like it really is. It did not feel like a post credit scene. It was just like you oh. could have just left it. Yeah. Yeah, and then the last one is sets up something. To, I don't know. I 
I was kind of feeling lethargic towards the MCU. Uh, not that I wasn't going to go see things, but I was like, Endgame was a great closure of a storyline. Right? And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm good to check out. I watched Spider-Man. I was like, that was a good epilogue. Again, it's fine. This kind of re-intrigued me on, on what they're doing, which is, I, I guess, exactly what they wanted to do. This is like the new start of the phase, right? Yeah. I still don't have high expectations for Eternals, but... It, that's such a like, hard thing to do. Like, I don't know yeah. Eternals very well, but from what I understand, they're essentially the new gods of um, Marvel. It, yeah, it looks that's, like it, that's it, such it, a high concept to fit into a movie. Like it's like, and not to sound like douchey, where it's like you you just really need. It's just a lot of exposition that has to be dumped on you, like a lot. Well, <laughs> they, what if Highlander was even more complicated? <laughs> oh my well, god! They, they have an interesting director choice with Chloe Zhao there. Yeah. So and a very interesting cast. So yeah, there's some intriguing parts of it, and artistically, it looks. Like oh, it might amazing. be cool to to see, like the way their powers are portrayed. And the, the thing I am concerned about is with how big that ensemble cast is. How many of them are ocean filled, and how many of them are puddle filled? How how many do we get? Like these Suicide Squad. <laughs> That's it. I mean, here, here's yeah. the thing. You and I have talked about this, Jacob. Like, I don't like the Suicide Squad, the new movie, because they clearly have a lot of characters that are there just to die. Yeah. And you're if you're gonna do that, you're just wasting screen time, and we could get more details on other characters. Like, yeah. Mm. And with how many? Like, with the Eternals main lineup is like, it's like ten people, right? It's not a small group. It's oh, and fucking they, huge. They didn't even show Kit Harrington in the trailer, did they? Cause he he's is. Just... He's been. He's been in two. He's in. He's in the most recent one. He's in. He's yeah. more focused on. Oh, is it just like it's, it's just like... kind of a. Pan off, yeah, it's though, like right? a, it's like a cut too. Or like he's not he's yeah. not a big dialogue character. Because I couldn't even. So again, like, I was like, I think that's him, but I, he's no. the one he being exposited to. Yeah. Okay. Because he plays like fucking Ron the Space Knight or whoever the fuck he plays. Yeah. Black Knight. Black Knight. Black Knight. Black Knight, who was one of my favorite characters when I was a kid, because in the nineties he had a lightsaber. Oh Dope. right. It was something else, but it was like he was like he's wearing the leather jacket, so he looks like a biker, and then he's got a weird like biker helmet that's kind of like a knight helmet. And then right. he's got like a beam saber weapon, so I'm like, this guy's the shit. This was yeah. the '90s, you said. This was the '90s. How many pouches did he have? <laughs> oh, he had plenty because oh, he, yeah. he like he didn't have any like on his shoulder, but he had like a he had like a pouch. Oh, belt. so Rob Liefeld drew him. Got it. Cool. <laughs> I don't think he did because I don't think he worked for. No, he did. What was I, what am I saying? I'm supposed to say he didn't work for Marvel. That's not true. Oh, you silly goose. Uh, yeah, no, I immediately caught myself there, but like, uh, yeah, he definitely was a very 90s character but i was still like oh man he's all so cool yeah he's no. got a lightsaber and he's got a he's got a motorcycle helmet and a leather jacket yeah oh uh, speaking speaking of edgy 90s people with long jackets yes fucking segway uh <laughs> well done the matrix teaser came out today which by the way i hate that we're having this podcast today because on thursday the trailer comes out so this whole conversation where we would have absolutely I mean, it fucking on thursday like, unless we record on Thursday. But we're recording now, Peter. Yeah, but how often do we actually record on Thursday? Well, but well, we're recording now. What do you like, Are you saying that we record? We just scrap this episode and record another episode? No, what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is, I'm saying is you're whining, lamenting that we don't record on Thursdays, and we record about, on Thursdays about as often as we. No, record I'm. On I'm. Tuesdays I'm saying I'm not lamenting that we don't record on Thursday. I'm saying that because we're recording this on Tuesday, and we're about to talk about the teaser in two days, the full trailer comes out. So that, I mean, this whole topic. I'm just might... pointing out you would have the same thing if we recorded on a Wednesday. Well, 
We could just leave this recording until Thursday. Just, just 48 hours of recording. <laughs> and then Chris, Jacob, you need to sleep at some point. Chris has to edit it out. No, <laughs> no Chris, Chris will just line it up and say, I edited it, and then like cut and the then, beginning and the end and then ship it out. Then his computer He's too will, busy yeah. inhaling salt. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the, the Matrix teaser came out, which is like probably the some of the coolest marketing I've seen in, like in a long time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Probably five, ten years. Easy. I didn't put a date to it, but sure. Um, but well, yeah, it's like you go to a website and you choose a red pill or a blue pill, and then it plays like a small trailer that like really gave me like the chills because yep. it it it's knows freaky. what time it is or what time it isn't because yes. it's an illusion. Yeah, like that. To those who don't watch it, so you click one of the pills, and the red pill has. Uh, I don't know the voice. Is it? Is it? Uh, oh God! What is it? Yaya Abdul Mateen. I think it's the voice on the the um, red pill. Okay. And then I don't know the voice on the blue pill, but he sounds like not a fun person. <laughs> um, it might be the other agent. I don't know, but Could be. Uh, it's. The red pill talks about like how the matrix isn't real and and you know trying to break people out because that's what you do you take the red pill and you yeah. uh, get out of the matrix and then you hate women um, and then oh Peter gave me like he's not a, he's not aware of our red pill yeah now he understands it our red pill <laughs> is just a, a misogynist subreddit that people had the red pills and are no longer uh, subservient to women it's awful moving on. Um, you take the red pill and and it'll talk. It's a bunch of clips of the of the new Matrix movie, Resurrections, um, or the blue pill talking about how like you should just kind of stay with it. Um, don't worry about anything else other than the reality you're in. And the crazy fucking thing is that it brings up the time in both of them, and whatever time it is for you right now, it will say that time and show it on during the trailer. The crazier thing is, depending on the time, the clips shown are also different. Yeah, I noticed that because I, I started watching the red pill one, and then Peter jumped on to the Discord, so I like left it, and then I went back two minutes later or like five minutes later. It was different clips, yeah. and yeah, I also happened to go out at specifically nine o'clock, and it it changed the wording to it is exactly nine p.m. and I'm yeah. like, whoa, what? Which <laughs> quick. Da, 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 60 times 12. So is there 720 different trailers? Possibly. Or like uh, I've seen the compiled footage. There's about 34 seconds of footage altogether. Right. And just different. They just probably mix and rotate that 30. Yeah. Well, so I mean, you it, easily do. And it's just like uh, the first half of it, the teaser seems like it's recycled footage of like previous movies. There, but, but even those clips are different. Because uh, the first yeah. time I watched it, it showed Trinity running along the wall, getting that's shot the at. That's the one I saw. Yeah. But then the next time I watched it, it has her that same fight. It's still it's the Trinity fight, so it's clearly like referencing yeah. that that first fight in the first movie. But it had her doing the kick. Okay, one. I think first time I saw them like at the table with the pills, I think, and then yeah. the second time was the wall. Also, this cast, I did not look at the cast. This is a very interesting cast because, like, well, as you mentioned, Yaya's in it, Christina Ricci, Priyanka yep. Chopra, like, that, yep. I have not, okay, and Jonathan Groff, Neil Patrick Harris, like, yep. Yep. in a, 
I really hope he's a villain. I hope he's an agent. Yeah. Oh, that would be That'd amazing. Be awesome. I fucking hope he's an agent. My understanding of the returning cast, which is very strange, is Neo Trinity, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's character, whose name escapes me right now. Oh, oh right, Niobe. she was in it from the start. Yeah, um, yeah. And then one, then the other agent, the one that was always with Smith in the first one. Right. I can't remember his name, but he's back. Um, uh, that's fair, because he wasn't destroyed. Yeah, and then um, I that's think that's the only returning cast. Well, it says oh, and the Merovingian, and the fucking yeah, Merovingian's back, isn't he? Thing. We're gonna get more fucking orgasm pies. It's it's uh. Yeah. I understand how you could think when you're writing that character he'd be interesting, but he's really not. Here's the here's the worst part. We're getting the Merovingian again, but we're not getting Monica Bellucci. Like like that, at least balanced out the pairing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can we just can we just get to go left field and get Michael Sheen to play his character from Tron instead? That was like a much better version of that type of character. You're not wrong. And like, and he employed Daft Punk. He's an equal opportunity <laughs> employer. Can we? You know what? My favorite. Can we just get Daft Punk? They're not doing anything right now. They've yeah. they've told us they're not doing anything right now. Can we just get Daft Punk as agents in the Matrix? Yeah. So they have the gla- they have the glasses over their helmets, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't talk. <laughs> they just they just. No, no, no. They're agents of the Merrill Vengeance, played by Michael Sheen. Oh, what if... Have you... What if... Hold on. Have you... (laughs) What if Daft Punk are actually the twins from Reloaded? Have you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? Never. Exactly. And and he's just like, have you met my my new agents, Daft Punk? So so here's the thing that is intriguing to me. It's like, what is even the plot of this? My theory would be, because at the end of uh, Revelations, they said, how long do you think this piece will last? Yeah. This is the piece no longer lasting, plus we have another resurrection metaphor, because obviously people who are dead have come back. Yeah, so so let's look at the body count here. So, because Trinity died in the crash, right? When when, when they they went... In one of the most unintentionally hilarious deaths in film history. Yeah. And then Neo died, but was absorbed by the Matrix, right? Is that how that worked out? It was implied, yeah, like, he, he effectively was dead. His body was definitely dead, but his, it was implied his soul wasn't gone. Like, he, he became one with the, the machine city yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's conceivable his mind would return. Yeah. Like, that's not out the realm. It, it's Trinity that's a bit weird because it's like, okay, Barty died. She wasn't plugged in any other stuff. So it's like, would she? But, then, but what, I mean, I'm sure they'll... What were the implications of the piece again anyway? Like, was it just you have to leave... Uh, what Jericho or whatever that town is? Uh, Zion, alone? Zion, Zion, yeah. or, or well, so, so this, or this did they have it. to is release that, that... everyone? Like... No. So what what happened for the piece was, if I remember right, it's been years since I've watched Revelations. I recently yeah. watched The Matrix in theaters when COVID was happening. There's no new movies, but yeah. this is my memory of what the treaty was: is that um, the machines would no longer go after humanity, like in in the real world, they would no longer yeah. hunt down humanity to to kill them. Um, I think, I think people had to be in some way given a choice or there was something like that of like the Oracle was allowed to be a little, a little bit more overt on giving people choices to stay in the matrix or something uh, like that. Okay. And so if people wanted to stay in the matrix, they could, otherwise they could, it was easier for people to wake up and get out. Yeah. Um, and the other, the the way the machine world benefited from this was Neo would take out the virus that is Smith. 
right? Yeah. The, the virus was that was kind of the the exchange. It's like I will I will remove this virus from your system because eventually it will compromise the entire machine network. Yeah. If you let humanity make its own path, essentially, because um, the the uh, the um, Pharaoh fluid head in Machine City, the Machine <laughs> King, or whatever the fuck that yeah. character is called. Um, he seemed like he was like the whole War of the Matrix is really just like both people thinking the others are assholes to a degree, and the yeah. struggle yeah. to survive. Right? Like the machines got sentience, and we're and we were like, the humans, "Fuck the sky!" <laughs> like the, the humans wanted the machines to be batteries, and the machines are like, "No, humans should be batteries." Yeah, they Uno reverse card them. No, yeah. <laughs> in ro- in Soviet Robotopia, Robotop- batteries are you. I mean, using robots are inherently communist, are they not? No, they are. Yeah. Though I guess you can't really call them robots, can you? Because that although they're although they're uh, homophobic. Where is this coming from? They're binary. Get... I hate you. I hate you. Oh, I, hate I thought you. it was because they don't like humans, but yeah. Oh, so they'd be homophobic because they yeah. hate <laughs> homo sapiens. Uh, works like oh, that. okay. That's a better. That's, that's that's a pretty good. Yeah, it's like a better that. joke than mine. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you. I mean, um, they, yeah, they're scared of humans. <laughs> but isn't isn't aren't robot as a term inherently like um, motivationless? Like robots are dumb with like by definition do what they're told. Would that be? Uh, yeah, no. It's based on the Czech word for slave. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> There's some trivia for you guys. Because uh, I think what is a okay. I used to know the exact name of the play, but there was a play where it was like in Czech where they created machine men. This was like the 1910s. Oh, it might okay. have been earlier than that. I can't, it was right around the turn of the century. Obviously, like at least a decade before Metropolis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that like that's kind of the timeline we're dealing with here. Uh, where it was like and yeah, the and robot essentially meant slave, and then they even in that play the robots uprise. Yeah. Weird. So the cliche of robots having an uprising has existed as long as the concept of robots in our modern definition has existed. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued because like like oh, the the Matrix is interesting to me as a as a new starting because is is it just Lana that's doing this? It's not both of them, right? Um, I thought I think I thought both. We'd have to check IMDb on that. Okay, let me uh, check. I'm gonna look up the origins of Robot Jacob or and I'll, I'll look up I'll look up the. Oh, the Matrix. you're right. It's just Lana. Yeah, so Apparently. I don't know what that's gonna mean for, um, for this film, right? Like it's it's actually who's the cinematographer? Ah, oh, damn, it's not it's not uh, William Pope, who just did Shang Chi, but he was the the original cinematographer in the Three that's Matrix a, movies. It does point. look different though, but you like even those clips, you can tell it it looks and feels different than the uh, not a lot well, of green in that trailer, like other than the coat, but like the actual like. The Matrix world does not look green anymore. The cinematographer did, uh, well, Jupiter Ascending, Iron Man 3, Cloud Atlas, Sense8, Adjustment Bureau, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> oh, I'm sold. I'm good. Uh, We're good. Already it's sold. Uh, Last Samurai. Okay. Um, he did Braveheart. He was the DOP for Braveheart. So. Elizabethtown? And Legends of the Fall. So Vanilla Sky, almost famous. There's a that's some pretty solid. It's a solid yeah. resume. Cinematography. Very solid. I mean, resume. I thought a lot of those movies were well shot, even if you want to, you know, differing opinions on the plots. Yeah. Jack. 
Yeah. Oh dear. I don't know <laughs> yeah. about this this cover. Like the poster for Matrix looks like the French flag if you're not looking closely enough. Because <laughs> the red, oh, blue, boy. and white, it's really weird. <laughs> well, so that that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out like with the plot is like it feels like they're going back to the roots of like the initial choice. I don't think this movie's gonna be about like the overall well being of humanity or the overall well being of the Matrix or whatever. I feel like it's gonna be more about like the idea of individual choice to a degree. Like, cause if you, if you look at the, the original matrix movie yeah, and especially with, um, you know, the, the, for no pun intended, the revelations of its directors, like it's very much a movie about not being comfortable with the world you're in, not, not being comfortable in even the body you're in. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's feeling out of place in the world and that there has to be some reason why, like there, there has to be a, a overarching, truth that you're not aware of yeah and so i wonder if this movie is going to kind of go back to that smaller route you know and and not have this like end of days storyline i mean i i kind of hope it does and the way they're focusing on the red pill and the blue pill like to me that is a, a notable part of the first movie but i don't think that's like a mass public marketable thing I don't think like mm-hmm. the general public remembers the the red pill blue pill the choice of that. Like I think they they have they remember that scene kind of, but yeah. I feel like the general public if you're going to be like, "Hey, we're making another Matrix movie," you'd focus on the fights or the green code or like, yeah. like that kind of imagery. Well, so I wonder if yeah, if it is them know. with the choice of like you know, the humans are trying to manipulate people into choosing freedom and the machines are trying to manipulate them into being like Hey, no, stay here. It's way better here in the Matrix. Yeah, don't don't go out. And if it's the movie's about that kind of battle and then crossing the lines of what the established rules are in terms of convincing people, of well, like, like it has in to those be their clips, choice. In those clips, it it seems like a lot of them are in the Matrix. There was not a lot of those clips outside. The yeah. only ones I remember seeing was a a ship going through tunnels, and uh, there is a sentinel that scene so clearly the yeah. sentinels are still swimming, yeah squid flying around doing shit i don't know yeah. i'm i'm and it comes out in like two months like that's that's wild that's crazy yeah and again this this whole conversation might be relevant when we watch the trailer and we go oh that's that's what the movie's about like yeah, <laughs> like true. right there but uh this movie like it kind of has caught me off guard where, like i knew it was being made I knew who was in it, but like until this trailer came out, it didn't really seem like a real thing. Even though yeah. I know that it wrapped and, and and all that shit, but I'm excited. I'm excited to 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 see. Like I liked the the sequels. I don't love them. I understand the faults in them. I'm not I'm not blind to that. Yeah. But which are many? <laughs> there is there is a fuck ton. Um, but I still love that world and that story, you know? I think it's such a great set piece. And it's not the first time, first thing to do that story, but I think it's probably the best one to do that, the yeah. whole false reality narrative. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, this this is a concept that's been around for a long time. I mean, you know, just because a concept is old doesn't necessarily mean you can't still tell it. I mean, like I said, like we said earlier with Shang-Chi, we've seen this type of story before, I mean, like, you know, there's more than one point. Like, there was a point when I was watching, it's like, ah, here's the MacGuffin. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Or, like, even when I was talking <laughs> about, like, when they have the high-rise fight and there's the the very clear Jackie Chan scene on the bamboo uh, construction work, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, oh, it's this scene. 
but it's good, right? It's it's yeah. No, it's, it's still the ex- good. It's the, execu- <laughs> it's the execution of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, that does help. So we are kind of going long, but do we want to talk about? Uh... Well, Chris can't stop us, so I... fuck him. Let's go. I think we should. And I could, we could still probably wrap this up in ten fifteen, so Jacob won't be too tired. Hopefully. I'm a sleepy boy, but you guys can continue without me. If, if uh, here's my concern is that Jacob wants to fight Chris. Jacob's <laughs> in bed, like he's he's in bed. I can see him in bed. Yeah, he might just fall asleep mid recording even at this point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Chris, edit out my snoring or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. You right, want to talk uh, about? Yeah, so we want to. We should talk about Michael K. Williams. I think, or I feel anyway. Yeah. Because uh, I. Like, it's always hard deciding who to talk about, who not to. I mean, if I'd been on a, f- a couple of weeks ago, we probably would have talked about uh, Trevor Moore and Sean Locke a fair bit. Yeah, I mean... They're, they were pretty big influences on my personal comedic tastes. Well, and, and that that's the thing that kind of, you know, behind the scenes, like, when we've talked about, like, should we talk about a death or not, is, like, do we have anything substantial to say, or are we just kind of feeding our egos and talking about someone's death and that's kind of usually been the, the deciding factor of of why to do it so like if it's someone who's deeply affected us then yeah of course we should we should talk about it yeah and i think michael k williams like you know we, we brought up his probably his most famous role of course is omar little in uh, the wire yeah uh it's you know truly an iconic character and that's fair enough i mean much like you know we there's plenty of tv shows where you have iconic characters but this is a guy who did a lot of stuff and um some of it was very well done so i do want to shout out some of his other performances because like even in particular it's funny one of the first things i thought about was his role in assassin's creed the movie okay i was gonna not bring that up but like he really stands out in assassin's creed which is by the way a good movie fuck everyone else (laughs) It's not great. I mean, I've got I, some basic technical complaints about that didn't movie. Didn't say great. I said it was a good movie. Yeah, but I. Um, he played. Was yeah, it like Baptiste him as the mentor. Like that, basically, yeah, yeah. Him basically is like the mentor figure. I really would have loved to see him, like, be a mentor and like, maybe not, like, a superhero movie or something, and like, be like kind of a spiritual leader type of thing. Yeah, that would have been really. Yeah, because like unfortunately, because like, this is a guy who's had a facial scar on his his whole life, more or less. I can't remember when if he was born with that or it was just uh, I forget exactly how that it started, but obviously it's been a kind of a major problem for yeah. him as an actor. He he has uh, a I'm sorry, I'm looking at his IMDb. He works for Pfizer. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's interesting. As a temp, but still, that's that's yeah. interesting. I know. Yeah. And he's uh, like he's he's done a lot of stuff because he was in Inherent Vice, he was yep. in The Night of. I'm just looking, I'm just looking at the stuff well, that they I, highlighted. I, on his freaking. I just watched. Uh, it's it's always one of those weird things where you just start watching someone something and then someone in it dies or there's like it, there's that correlation between it. I just started watching Lovecraft Country. Yeah, and he's uh, very good in Lovecraft yeah. Country. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like he, what was he nominated for supporting actor for? Because like he got. He got nominated for Lovecraft Country, I believe. Uh, and, well, he was in uh, he, he wasn't Twelve Years a Slave. I'd imagine he got something yeah. for that. Uh, no, he didn't get anything for that because uh, he he was he, he was good in that movie, but he was a very small part, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but it, uh, when, when they Empire, see us, which is a no, I don't think he did. Really? Damn. No, he's, 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 I've only seen he's only he's 
three for outstanding actor in a limited series or movie. Probably for when they see us, because that was really good. Uh, let me see. Yeah, he never got nominated for The Wire, which yeah, I'm sure some people... Because, like, Wire was a show that really kind of floated under the radar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. And it's like... And it's one of the many shows that comes up when you talk about the best TV show of all time, like that, Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. He was know, in there's... he was in every Law & Order multiple times. <laughs> I'm just looking at it right that, now. He was in... That's pretty great. As, like, mul- like cool. never playing the same character at all. Like, he's, he's like, the opposite of, uh... Fuck, what's the one cop character that's in every Law & Order? And also every oh, other Belzer's, show? Oh, uh, Belzer's, uh, John Munch. John Mun- Munch. That, by the way, you want to talk about, like, not to... I'll get back to Williams in a second. You want to talk about, like, when people say... Uh, Endgame is the most ambitious crossover of all time. Fuck that. John Munch is a character who is in literally everything. Like, doesn't he go to The Wire at some point? Yeah, he's, a, he's in an episode of The Wire. He's basically anything that's set in, like, that that area of, of <laughs> any crime drama, Jesse. he shows up. He's in The X-Files, dude. He's in The fucking X-Files. Jeez. He's in Sesame Street. That man... In character. God, John Munch is, like, the most... Like, if we're going to talk about, like, a multiversal being... Or like the Watcher, I think John Munch is one it's of them. Anyways, John Munch, yeah. Let's go back to to he, Michael K. Williams. Yeah, and like he was the uh, recurring professor in season three of Community. Oh, the that's biology right. Professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was one of the he's one of the many actors they brought in who was very serious and had to deal with the wacky antics, and he's very good at just like what is going on. Yeah. <laughs> Much like they did with uh, Jonathan Banks in uh, season five. Uh, he was also, I think, one of the main characters of was it Battlefield three or four. Uh, Battlefield 4. Yeah, he was, uh, um, I can't remember this guy's name. He had, I can, was he Irish? Was that Kimball Irish, Irish Graves, yeah, yeah. and mostly just known as Irish, yep. But that, that's the thing, uh, is like, that, that was a storyline that I actually really enjoyed, weirdly enough. I, I think that was one, when I got my Xbox One, that was, like, one of the only games I was out for it. So I was like, ah, I'll, I'll fucking buy it, and I just love the story. Okay, then, yeah. I, I found his nominations. Okay. He was nominated for The Night Of, which makes sense, because he was pretty good in that. Man, you want to talk about a, a series that I didn't care for, but I still thought all the actors were really good in? The Night Of is a great example. Uh, uh, he was Peter. He was an episode of Vice, yes? He's in Trapped in the Closet. Is he really? He is in, uh... He's in what's called the third installment, which is chapters 22, 23 through 33. I It doesn't say who he plays or uh, who was he in my... In, he was James, if you guys remember that character from Trapped in the Closet. I don't. He was also in The Incredible Hulk. He was a Harlem bystander. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was a thing because he was supposed oh. to be in no, a scene he's, in the He Incredible is Hulk. in a lot of Trapped in the Closet, apparently. He's in. He's credited in chapters 1 through 12, 13 through 22, and 23 through 33. Yeah. That's uh, pretty wild. I didn't even know about that. I was going to say, yeah, in The Incredible Hulk, he was originally supposed to show up in a scene, try to stop the Abomination and Hulk from fighting, being like, hey, man, can't we, you know, basically try yeah, to save yeah. Baltimore? And then Abomination just, like, does something, and then he just kind of looks at Hulk and he's like, kick this man's ass. I love that. Because cause Ed Norton was a huge fan of The Wire. Oh, that's awesome. That would have been cool. Yeah. It, it, like, it kind of it kind of would have been, like, an awkward tone killing, but, I mean, yeah. that movie had a lot of tone problems anyway, so. Yeah. So it's, he, uh, it looks like he played a cop or security guard. He's, he's, he's in a uniform and trapped in the closet. He's in trapped in the closet number nine. 
He's in Trapped in the Closet, the next installment. <laughs> he's in a he's in a lot of the Trapped in the... Well, the next installment is 23 through 33, is what they call it. Yeah. You know what? That's, uh... I think in honor of Michael K. Williams tonight, I'm going to watch the entirety of Trapped in the Closet. Oh my god. Attaboy. Because I, uh, I, I would... Would... I think I, I actually might restart The Wire, just because I, I love that show so much. Oh, The Wire's great, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll debate about other shows if they're the best of all time or not, but I don't think we'll debate about the wire. Yeah, it's it's. I think that's a pretty uh, pretty solid uh, show. So I I know you guys are or Jacob in particular is getting very tired, but I did want to end on some joy. So I'm gonna get some audience participation. Okay, Jacob. Okay. Yes. Look at the chat for a podcast. I'm gonna post a video. I want to see your guys' live reactions to this. Alright, we're gonna press right. play at the same time. Yes. Okay, hold on, I'm I'm loading up. It's paused. Uh Jacob, tell me when you're gonna hit play. Um let's go three, two, one. I hate this. <laughs> oh my god. So this is the Russell Rock Rumble. Yes. Oh, he got pushed in the pool. That's rude. This is like a Ugh. Sunday school rap music video, essentially, but with wrestling. No, no, no. Are you not familiar with the Super Bowl shovel? I am not. Okay, so in 1985, I believe it was the Bears won the Super Bowl. Okay. And so they released a hit, a hit single, the Super Bowl shuffle, which was the team singing, basically, you know, how great they are. Right. And it actually became like a decent chart topper. I think I think it only hit forty one on the top one hundred, but the fact that yeah. it charted. So this was their attempt to ride that bandwagon. Wow! Wow! They 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 dragged behind that wagon on gravel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was the AWA is uh, attempt to be hip and with it by uh, 60-year-old Vern Gagne, who thought at 60 years old he could still be a main eventer. Wow. Uh. Which, uh... <laughs> yeah, it kind of tells you all you need to know. Plus, it was the AWA, and it was just like, uh, we're very traditional, we just do basic wrestling, and then they do this to try and look cool. Uh, for those who aren't familiar th- th- with the AWA, that's fine. They went into business in 1991, which is later than I thought. <laughs> because WWF stole most of their Boy. talent. Oh my god, is that the announcer going? Yep. yep. Woo! I like it, by the way. They keep having these, like, girls be like... Oh, is, is this just looping? No. No, wait. I... Did they get out of the pool again? Yeah. Yeah. For some reason they put that at the beginning and then they did it again. She, uh, he, to she, be fair, they were... the pool again. It's the same. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, scene. Kurt Henning and Scott Hall are probably two of the better singers in this video. Right. Is that is he with a clown? <laughs> yes, a, this, I don't know why. This guy just walked out of a hotel room with no. his arm around a clown, like like they just banged in a hotel. I mean, they could Maybe very well could. There was a lot of cocaine in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's Vegas. I get it. Yeah. As they get higher, like random showgirls or playmate yeah. of that's the, the thing is it's it's just like Playboy girls or rock and roll like being like, yeah. hey, watch watch wrestling, it's cool. Like and they're like, okay, I know they're they're saying it with zero effort. Yeah, they're just like wrestle rock, be there. Oh, this guy's actually giving a shit. Yeah, 
Which one are you on? Uh, Nick Bockwinkel? No, Larry, uh, what do you say? Larry Zabisco. Zabisco, yeah. He tried. Oh. <laughs> and oh, unfortunately, I think his opponent guy. is next. <laughs> wow, this man is like... <laughs> Look, he he's a former boxer. He well, got punched in the face a lot. I'm trying to figure out where you guys are at now. We're, at the, we're near the end. An old man's beating up a dude in the in the ring. Yeah. In, in the squared circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and April 20th, it's at the... Do- 420! Nice. Yep. I thought he was about to punch that lady. I thought he was about yeah. to deck her in the fucking face. Yep. Did you like Greg Gagne shouting he was in a rage? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty great. Oh, God, now they're having, like, an epileptic seizure of jumping around the clips. Why? Push yeah. him in the pool again. Oh, Cleveland. Looks like uh, Cleveland beat Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a tie game between LA and San Francisco, though. Yeah. Wow, thank yeah, you for so... that trash pile. You're welcome. I was looking for something to bring on, uh, up on an upbeat note to end on, so I, mean, I thought, we, we here, watch one of the most... If- we could also end it on my Bone Rebellion, but that's fine. What is your Bone Rebellion? Uh, Jacob's aware of this, and, uh... Oh, yeah. So, I talked about, I think, last week, my, my teeth issue that I have to get surgery for. Mm. And, uh... So that's one Bones who have, who have, who have slighted me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 28, you know, so I'm getting, I'm getting on with age. And, uh, I went to a birthday party for my niece on Saturday, and my sister wanted me to pick up a bag of ice... And so I went to the, the gas station. One bag of ice. That's all she needed. And I went in. I I paid for said ice. And I walked out. And I opened the ice chest. And I bent in. And I picked up the ice. And then my back went, sup? And I could not move. I was stuck inside the ice box. Unable to move my back. Just stuck there. Staring at it. Until I like slowly like fucking forced myself up. And then like waddled to my car in pain. Because now my spine has gone, ha-ha, you don't get to move. Uh, rebellion. My bones are Basically. rebelling. But my recommendation is twofold. One, sit down a lot with your feet firmly on the ground. Okay. You don't even need to have good posture. Right. What you can do is you can actually put your ass on the edge of the seat and then lean back with your shoulders on, oh. the, on the top of the lip. That okay. actually, With your feet square, that can actually help quite a bit. Okay. I've done this a couple of times, so I understand this. Right. Uh and, you know, partially because I also used to weigh more than I do. Uh, so that was a problem when I was heavier. Probably still will be a problem because I'm still decently heavy. Anyway, uh, but the other tip I have is try to lay down as little as possible. Because laying down will make it worse. Ah. Uh, I took drugs and it went away. Okay. That also helps. That needs to work. Yeah, but that was, I'm just, I'm now like, like. My bones have been uh, fighting me, and I've never wanted, like, a carapace or, like, an exoskeleton more <laughs> than, than the last, like, month of my life. What about Bacta? What's Bacta? Oh, that's that's a too obscure reference. That's a the Star Wars healing the goo. Healing. That, like, oh, like a Bacta, yeah. Bacta tank. Yeah, okay. I've just I've never heard it just without the tank part after it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just... Just get your own personal back to tank. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's possible. I or really, I just need a Lazarus pit. Is really what I need. Yeah. Yep. No, no, no. Just, just here's what you do. You kill Mark Wahlberg. You okay, take his okay. cryopod. Because mm-hmm. apparently he's got a cryopod. That makes sense. Oh. That tracks. Yeah. I think 
Is this an is this an episode? This is yeah. the end, my friend. Do do do. But all right. Well, who's gonna say it then? Well, you're the one talking. Well, uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the outro. <laughs> Don't forget to rate and subscribe. And call Caplazzle. That's one eight three three. One eight three three something 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 something. I don't know three <laughs> or whatever the last number is. Uh, yeah, we have a phone number. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Um, okay. You just keep trying until you get the right phone number. Yeah, just just start with zero 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 zero, and then work your way up. Eventually, you'll get to us. Yeah. Um, Especially if you start with all those zeros. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where yeah, the operator, f- operator, operator, operator. Phone number. I'm searching the chat to see if Chris put it in there at one point. How many point. times would you need to call at call the operator before you get the same <laughs> one? Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I got, I got it. I got it. Um, one eight three. This is from uh, June of twenty twenty in the, in our chat where Chris wanted us to make sure that we mentioned the, pod, <laughs> the number of the podcast. It's so I'm while. doing it now, buddy. Um, that is one eight three three two 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 one zero nine one or one eight three three cab lozel. Um, <laughs> if you call that number, you won't talk to us because uh, we're far too busy and far more important with things to do. But yeah. you can leave a message, and we will play it on the air and uh, mock you. Now, here's the fun thing. Chris is the one with access to this number. Uh, I don't know if people have left messages, and he's just too lazy to check. So if you leave a message and it doesn't get played, direct all of your ire, every fucking iota, at Chris, who you can reach at at Sully was taken on Twitter. <laughs> so if you if you leave a message and he does not get back to you, that's at S O L L Y W A S T A K K E N. Sully was taken. Uh, tweeted him and go. You know what? Actually, don't even leave a message. Whatever message you're gonna leave, just tweet at Chris. Tweet at <laughs> uh, yeah. And if that doesn't work, try tweeting at. Dan Raven Ravisher. That's D A N R A V I C H E R. Who are we doxing here? That? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, I don't know. I, I don't. Let's not. Who is who is that? Yeah. Uh, the man. If you tweet at, he will probably claim he'll sue you for defamation, defamation, oh. and then immediately lose, getting you money. Oh. Oh. Because he doesn't understand how defamation works. Oh, cool! It's, okay. He's like his own personal. JG. I can't wait to find out if Chris cuts this part out because he's, that might be bad. That man's like his own personal JG Wentworth. Anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> call eight seven seven Cash Now and also one eight three three Cap Don't call Cash Now. Don't call Cash Now. I like how, by the way, could not remember our phone number. I remembered the fucking JG Wentworth phone number in oh. a second. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Also, one eight hundred RR Yum. <laughs> no, stop. Okay, we're ending it. Goodbye. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, jail pipe, tread like grease and chrome. 
Thumb bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Car bomb. Are young?